Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. John Fetterperson's body double said something very, very nasty about Senator Rand Paul. I'll tell you what he said, but we might have to bleep it. John Stewart's back, and the left is angry at him for daring to go after Joe Biden. And yes, it's true. More of your money is about to go overseas to Ukraine. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. Unless the House Republicans stop it. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Got a lot uh, to get into, but you know, the thing about Biden and his corruption is that um, he met Joe Biden with the Chinese energy firm chairman around the time of a $3 million payment to Hunter's business partner. That's right. Joe Biden met with the chairman of the Chinese energy firm CEFC shortly after Hunter Biden's business associate, Rob Walker received a $3 million payment from the firm as part of a joint venture the pair were trying to develop, according to a newly released transcript of Walker's closed-door congressional testimony. He had testified before the House Oversight Judiciary Committee on January 26th, and he got $3 million bucks back in March 2017. He recalled the meeting... We called a meeting between Joe Biden and these uh, Chinese energy officials in the spring of 2017. And he was there. He recalled the meeting took place in Washington, D.C. And Joe Biden, who had just left office as vice president, stopped by for lunch. It took place at the Four Seasons Hotel in a private room. And you remember something, what Hunter Biden had said, and he had gone on about this guy, you know, Z, Z. You know, and he would, he had instructed Walker and done all these things. But a lot of this money that went from China to Walker and then wound up going to James Biden and his girlfriend at the time, Haley Biden, who was the widow of Hunter's late brother, Bo. And Walker said he wired approximately a million bucks of the Chinese energy funds to Biden's family accounts and a little more than a million dollars to a company linked to another one of Hunter's associates. So Joe Biden was vice president for 16 of the 17 payments and a million dollars of the money went into the Biden family accounts. The business associate split increments sent by a Romanian businessman totaling nearly $180,000 a month. Don't forget Romania. 
They might be the lesser of the corrupt countries, but they're still corrupt. In fact, Joe Biden oversaw the Obama administration's anti-corruption efforts in Romania. And he helped this guy who was facing corruption charges in his home country. And that guy was paying off Joe Biden as well. Isn't that something? A Romanian oligarch named Gabriel Popoviciu. I don't speak Romanian. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Gabriel Popoviciu, who paid them approximately three million bucks from November 2015 to May 2017. And Joe Biden was president for 16 of those 17 payments over a million dollars. And what's interesting is that Biden was overseeing the Romanian anti-corruption efforts. That was part of his portfolio. Biden also had Ukraine as his portfolio. You see a link there? The vice president's portfolio uh, got him and his family rich. Romania, Romania, Ukraine. You see the link? Whereas, like, you think about it, Kamala Harris is vice president. Um, her portfolio is the border, and she's never been there. Joe Biden met with people from Ukraine and China and also Romania, and he got all kinds of cash. Now, at one point... Hunter Biden and attorney Michael Gottlieb met with the U.S. ambassador to Romania to make the case for this guy, Papa Viciu, back in November. Then U.S. Ambassador Hans Clem was not interested in his case, Walker testified. Nonetheless, they sought other ways to help him fight the corruption charges. I was still trying to figure out ways to help him. We were also wanting to do some other development work around the world. He could not recall why payments from this Romanian oligarch stopped following the conclusion of Joe Biden's vice presidency. <laughs> Let's imagine that. Hunter Biden's federal tax indictment in California confirms the state energy HK payment and the timeline of his relationship with China. And um, this Hunter, this Hudson West three business, this little this little other way they could launder money here, a separate venture designed to explore U.S. business deals. The indictment contains a breakdown of Hudson West three income and a brief paragraph about this Romanian oligarch, Papavicio. Hunter Biden pleaded not guilty to the tax charges in January. So think about it. Everything that Joe Biden was dealing with, whether it was Ukraine or Romania, or if he also was handling Chinese energy, every one of those things in his portfolio as vice president, his family got rich off of that stuff. His family found a way to profit off of all those things. Come on. It's pretty good if you can get it, right? Good work if you can get it. I'd say so. No doubt about it. Uh, let me ask uh, Executive Producer Matt DeSantis. You, you, you think we have to beep that word. Is that correct? Is that I, your assessment? I don't think we have to. I know we have to. You know we have to. I'm certain we can't say that word. What's the word? Oh, I'm not going to say it. It rhymes with Rick, and it's a it's a <laughs> bad word for a man's package. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Got it? <laughs> it could be anything with it, yeah. All right, so we can't play the word. No, we had to... You sure? I'm certain. I, I bleeped it, though, so we can play the clip, but the, the word won't be there. Are you sure? I'm, yeah, I'm certain. Well, John Fetterperson's body double called Rand Paul that word. The thing about what's interesting in this clip is when you watch it, John Fetterperson's body double is clearly reading this statement off of his phone. So somebody wrote this for him to say. He's not just, you know, ad-libbing here. Anyway, this is uh, this is the clip. Take a listen. 
support uh, what he's doing here and I'm very outspoken that he's made a mistake. He's siding with Schumer and Biden. But after the election you said hey, there's a vote after we'll that. Would you vote for him? Bridge when we can. I can say right now he doesn't represent me or, or conservatives in Kentucky or conservatives across the United States. He's doing the bidding of Schumer and Biden. We're only here because of just one and he decides that the rest of all of our schedules and our lives and and holding up this bill to the getting to the house for all of this aid it's incredibly frustrating and there's no work being done it's just bad performance art uh we can't say it but you got the gist of what he called him that's our u.s senator john fetter person right there I think you could have played it. I think you got away with it. I'm just saying. We couldn't play it. And by the way, the description you gave, everybody knows what the word is. Right. Did you, when you watch that video, see what I mean? He's clearly reading, don't you think? Yeah, he had his cell phone in front of him and he was reading his statement directly from it. Mm-hmm. So that means somebody else came up with that that word, that, that mean word for a man's uh, member. <laughs> So, just saying. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody today. They were asking me if I think there's going to be another, what's the word I'm looking for, pandemic. And then I got this story. This is fun. So, health officials have confirmed the first bubonic plague case in humans since 2015. Bubonic plague in Oregon. I could go for a little bubonic plague. What do you think, huh? I don't want another lockdown. Come on. Little bubonic plague? I'll pass. Come on. I'll sit this one out. How, how'd the last one go? Well, the last one killed millions and millions of people, but I think now they can treat it better. Okay. Well, that's, I think so. That's a relief. The original yeah. one had a fatality rate of like over 60%, didn't it? Yeah, but that was back when people didn't wash their hands, you know? <laughs> I'm sure that was it, yeah. Apparently what happens with bubonic plague is that you can get it from fleas and uh, rats and things like that, infected fleas or animals. And you and they and then they bite you and they give you the bubonic plague. So squirrels and chipmunks, mice and other rodents as well. And you know, the part of the problem is we can't wash our sheets hot enough to kill fleas. Bubonic plague, it will get us because of high efficiency uh, dryers and washing machines. That's no joke. Telling you right now. Yeah, I remember You'll when I see. visited the uh, the Grand Canyon a few years back. They told us not to go anywhere near the squirrels because they carried the bubonic plague. You see, the prairie dogs are notorious for carrying the plague as well. Cute mm-hmm. little animals, but don't go near them. No, and they do taste delicious. If you ever want to make a prairie dog <laughs> burger, much like bat, though, cook it undercook it, medium rare. <laughs> sure, that that's how this guy in Oregon got got it started again. Yeah, it was actually a prairie dog burger with a side of rat aioli, I think, <laughs> and some, delicious. and it was on a brioche bun with seeded fleas instead of sesame seeds. Seeded fleas, delicious. That's probably what happened. <laughs> Apparently, it came from a pet cat. Oh, is that what, is that how they got the bubonic plague? That's a pet what, cat? Yeah, that's the latest I saw. The Oregon <laughs> officials. Um, that's that's how they believe it started. Well, listen, I don't want to get the cat people mad at me. But nobody should own a cat. All right? <laughs> I'm more of a dog person, so I'm not going to jump in and, uh, and challenge you. Cats hate us. They, they're always looking for ways to kill us. They don't like us. They're constantly hunting us. 
I'm just pointing that out. But again, the cat people get mad at me and they start sending me emails and text messages, tweets, and, you know, leave my cat alone and fine. I'm not coming for your cat. I just don't think you should own one. Everybody should have dogs. Dogs like us. Cats hate us. Plus, from cats, you can get a toxoplasmosis. Now, that's a very interesting virus. What is that? That's a real interesting virus, a taxoplasmosis. That makes people insane, basically, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes you pretty much obsessed with your cat. But I think it does other things, too. I think that that, that virus, that toxoplasmosis, makes people basically go crazy. And you can get it from a cat scratch, for example. Yeah, like cat scratch fever. The, the crazy cat lady mm-hmm. thing, that's probably a result of toxoplasmosis. Toxoplasmosis, that's correct. Exactly right. So just be careful. I'm just saying, you know, dogs give you nothing but love. Cats give you toxoplasmosis and bubonic plague. So, yeah. But again, I don't want to hear from the cat people on this, okay? Nobody is coming for your cat. Even if I become president, I'm going to let you keep your cat. All right? What a campaign pledge. I will run on letting you keep your cat. Your filthy, dirty cat who wants to kill you. Okay? It was thinking about you as their next meal. It's not their fault. It's in their it's in their DNA. That's all it is. So just saying. Uh, and speaking of ways to not be able to wash things, New York City is about to ban Tide Pods and laundry sheets as well. They don't like them because they're plastic, and so they're going to go after pods now. The pods are plastic, Bill, would make it illegal to sell any pods and laundry sheets if they're made with polyvinyl alcohol. Fines for selling the pods would start at $400, double for a second violation, and top off at $1,200 for flouting the rules more than twice. The bill would also require education and outreach to businesses on the ban for the first year. Polyvinyl alcohol, or PVA, is used as a film in pods that dissolves in water during a wash cycle. But scientists counter that it breaks down into tiny microplastic pieces that still pollute waterways and slip through filtration systems. About 19,000 tons of PVAs are used each year in pods, with more than 8,000 tons being left untreated in U.S. water. Okay? So there you go. Those are going to be illegal. Now, if you want to get your hands on some, I've got some black market Tide Pods for you. Just go to Pods at gmail.com and I will hook you up. Okay? Pods at gmail.com and I'll take care of you. Because it's a whole lot easier to just throw a freaking pot in and walk away than have to measure. Am I right? Oh, I'm a hundred percent in agreement. Yeah, if those Tide Pods go away, I'm ruined because that's all I use. Yeah, because then you got to measure, you got to do the whole thing. I don't want to do it. Same with the dishwasher too. I throw a pot in there, a little pod, and then I'm I'm good. I'm got a Cascade pod or whatever it is, Costco pod, and I walk away. I don't need to measure. I don't want to measure. I don't want it's extra work. I got to take the thing. I got to pour it into the cap. I got to put the cap into the thing. No, thank you. So I will have, I'm going to start stocking up on these pods too. I have thousands of them. (laughs) I'm going to make my money like the Kennedys did during Prohibition with alcohol. I'm going to make it on Tide Pods. (laughs) That's going to be the Zioli family. So, 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 you know, 50 years from now, when you're going, how does Zioli family get a compound, a family compound? How do they get so rich? Just like the Kennedys with Prohibition, only instead of booze, Tide Pods. (laughs) Okay? Zioli's will have a beautiful compound in Hyannisport. Yes, it'll be lovely, lovely this time of year. Lovely. Well, I think they're getting 
Yeah, I mean, there may be maybe a lot not, of snow up there. Yeah, I don't maybe know. not maybe, this time of year, but maybe not today. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> you get the you get the point. And the last piece on animals, and this is actually fascinating. So in Chernobyl, uh, they had a nuclear reactor meltdown some years ago. And it was a big darn deal during the 1980s, because obviously back then, and if you've never seen the HBO show Chernobyl, you must watch it. It is a must watch. Have you guys seen it? Loved it. Great. A little gruesome, but good. It was very gruesome and and well done story. The thing about it, of course, is that the communist, uh, the rush, the Soviet Union did not want the world to know because their whole thing was our technology is better and we can beat the West and everything. So they never told anybody about the meltdown. We only knew about it because of satellite imagery that showed these giant plumes of of uh, you know of smoke, but. The whole area to this day is still contaminated, and it's it's a it's a no person zone basically. It is an, a completely uh, it, it's literally called the exclusion zone, and nobody is allowed to live there, go anywhere near it, and it's a very large area. Um, and the wolves there that that live in that area have now developed a resistance to cancer. They've been so exposed to the radiation from Chernobyl in this Chernobyl exclusion zone. They've actually altered their immune systems, similar to cancer patients undergoing radiation treatment. According to uh, the study that was done, they put collars on these wolves in the area, and they took samples to understand the animal's responses. Because the amount of radiation there is six times, to this day, six times the legal safety limit of radiation for humans. Six times, even to this day. Chernobyl is known for its brutal environment following the 1986 explosion and fire at the Ukraine power plant that sent radioactive fallout spewing into the atmosphere. 30 workers were killed in the immediate aftermath, while the long-term death toll from radiation poisoning is estimated to number in the thousands. Nearly four decades after the accident, a range of wildlife populates, uh, populates the region, excuse me, including bears, wolves, dogs, and lynxes. Before Russia invaded Ukraine in 2022, scientists and researchers have begun to study the adaptations that wildlife had undergone through living in the highly radioactive area. And what scientists have found, and this is amazing, they're saying that this could have wide-ranging applications into treating cancer because they found insights about how animals and humans can live now and in the future in regions of the world under continuous environmental assault, they say. But um, the wolves are doing just fine. Nature finds a way. It reminds me of that scene in uh, Jurassic Park when he says, nature finds a way. It certainly <laughs> does, does it not? Uh, do you think... What, what do you Life think makes, finds a way, I guess. <laughs> what do you think makes a better pet? The house cat or the uh, mutant Chernobyl wolf? I, I, I have uh, mutant Chernobyl wolves. I have a <laughs> bunch of them. And I would, I would take them over to house cat any day of the week. Give me a mutant Chernobyl wolf, and I'll take some of his cancer genes. <laughs> and you can have your cat and get your Toxoplasmus <laughs> blossomosities. So there you go. All right? That's a good point. There you go. Now, look, I don't know if um, <clears throat> this will actually lead to any new innovations or not, and I don't know if you'll be touring you, uh, Chernobyl anytime soon, but I just thought you liked that story. So there you go. Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Listen, my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, is a great dentist, and he is the master of dental implants. So go see him today. What are you waiting for? Dr. Mike will take great care of you. He has two offices to serve you in Cinnaminson and Woodbury, both right over the bridge, minutes to get to, and it's fantastic. 
Great, great place to go because they, they specialize in care. If you've ever had an estimate for complicated dental work, please go see my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria. Go see him today. Get a second opinion. A lot of these uh, these dental offices out there, they're, they're, they're chain dental offices, and what they are about is cost. Dr. Mike is about care, and that's why for 10 years in a row, 10 consecutive years, Dr. Mike Venaria has been named a top dentist in South Jersey by his peers, and he is the master of dental implants. Told you the host the only family goes to him. So if you are ready for a new smile, and you deserve a new smile, a new smile says so much about you, what are you waiting for? Go see him today. VenariaDental.com. V-A-N-A-R-I-A. VenariaDental.com. He's my dentist. He's my friend. He's a great guy. Dr. Mike Venaria. VenariaDental.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Come on, cat people, you know I'm just kidding. I kid because I love. Welcome back to the show, 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Uh, You know, the uh, whole debate about Biden's age, this, this entire debate that everyone's having, about Biden's age, uh, the economy is what the issue is. The economy is the issue. Uh, we're having a debate over Biden's age because they want Biden gone because they know Biden's going to lose to Trump because the economy stinks and people know Biden's a feeble old man who's senile and they don't trust him with the nuclear codes. All those things, all the things. But let's not forget it's the economy, stupid. Here is uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, who was asked, Today, by a reporter, after the inflation report came out, the Consumer Price Index report, Dow's having a terrible day. She was asked a question. You guys worried about inflation at all? Are you worried at all? Cut 10. You said the economy was in a much different place. Is there any worry that inflation might actually be picking back up and that we could see sort of a... So we have concerns, basically. Um, Look, um, and you've heard... um, Jared say this from this podium uh, and many others who are part of our economic team is that we we certainly we look at trends that is something that we do here and not read too much to to you know to uh, data from one month that is how we operate here uh, and others do as well uh, but we certainly understand that there's more work to be done to lower costs that is something that we're aware of uh, and so 
certainly not going to get into forecasting from here. Uh, we're going to try and continue to make progress in lowering uh, infl in lowering uh, uh, inflation uh, as we transition to a steady and stable uh, stable economic growth, which you hear us speak to that uh, very often. And so, what I will say is, uh, inflation is down two thirds uh, from its peak. Core inflation is the lowest since May 21st. Prices fell over the last year, as I mentioned before, gas, milk, and eggs, uh, all important products that matter to uh, uh, to the American people. And we know that rental inflation has slowed, but it takes a while to show up in CPI. And so, look, that's what we say. We look at the trend. We see how, how the economy is moving uh, when we don't focus on a one-month uh, one month data. And so I think that's what's important here. But we're also going to do continue to do the work to lower costs. Go ahead. Okay, and by lowering and by the work, they mean blaming corporations. That's what they do. Here to talk about it with us, of course, is our resident economist, the official economist of the Zioli Show, Dr. E.J. Antoni, research fellow in the Heritage Foundation's Grover M. Herman Center for the Federal Budget. Hello, Doc. Happy Tuesday. Rich, happy Tuesday. How you doing? Oh, I'm okay. I heard Queen Jean-Pierre say the prices have gone down. I, I did the grocery shopping today, and I don't know what the hell she's talking about. Well, she's she's just reading her talking points, and and because that's all she has at this point, right? She doesn't have any kind of data uh, to back her up. There's certainly no common sense that would back her up, and I mean, frankly, there's really nothing different between the nonsense that she spews and the nonsense that Biden spews when he can't even put a sentence together. This the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. I was watching all these clips of people on CN, CNBC and others that are saying that the CPI is is up. We are paying more for things. I mean, the, we are paying more for things, and that the Consumer Price Index is a is a real metric. Everybody feels it. How how can they even justify what she the lies that she just spun there? I mean, it, you can so easily disprove that. Oh, absolutely. But what she's basically doing is just telling half truths. You know, when, when there are changes in rental prices, it is true that that doesn't show up right away. It takes six months for the weighted average to fully incorporate whatever that, that new data is. So if you have a sudden spike in rents, if you have a sudden decline in rents, it will take a while for that to show up. Now, what we've seen over the last couple of months is a very, very small decline in rents if you look at the national average. So, yes, that has not shown up completely yet. But what she's not telling you is the fact that housing is based entirely on rents in the CPI. In other words, they try to estimate both the cost of renting and the cost of home ownership using only rental prices. Now, that works out okay if the, if the change in rents matches the change in the cost of home ownership. But that's not what we've had over the last three years, not even close. So you have had uh, the cost of home ownership, according to the CPI, only go up 20% during that time. But if as soon as you start using real-world data rich, you get a figure of 80 to 90%. In other words, it is four times worse than what you're actually being told by these quote-unquote official government numbers. You know, I, one of the reasons why I, I love following you on Twitter, and you should follow EJ at Real EJ Antoni, is that you said in your a tweet today, I'm going to read, 100% spot on. We've talked about this, you and I, and I, I fully believe the Fed is going to do everything he possibly can to try to save Biden's presidency. You wrote, inflation isn't dead. In fact, it's being undercounted. But the Fed is looking for any excuse to cut rates in an election year. Powell was hiking in 18 and 19 with less inflation than today. 
That means even more inflation in 25. Buckle up because the roller coaster isn't over. Now, two points on that. He was he was raising rates in 18 and 19, I think, to try to hurt Trump. And now he's looking to cut rates to try to help Biden, which would also hurt Trump again. I absolutely believe that that's what's happening here. Well, Rich, I, I don't know if he was cutting, uh, or excuse me, if he was raising in 18 and 19 to, to try to hurt Trump or not. It, it is pretty clear, though, and this is not just Powell, Fed chairs tend to cut rates in election years. Why? Because if the incumbent is out, then chances are they're not going to be renominated. And so that's probably what's going on right now, especially since Trump has already publicly announced that he's not going to, uh, to renominate Powell. And so it's very clear if you look at the the Keynesian mindset under which uh, Powell has been operating, that is, that is to say, if you suddenly have an increase in economic growth, that that's somehow going to cause inflation. That's what he told us in 18 and 19 when we had fast growth under Trump. And so what's going on now? Well, now you have even faster economic growth, according to GDP. You have better jobs numbers, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And inflation is hotter. And the Treasury Department is borrowing way more. In other words, every single indicator that he cited back then is telling him today he should be hiking rates and cutting them. So just using his own logic, it's clear what he should be doing. And he's not doing it. He's doing the opposite. All right. Now, let me ask you about shrinkflation. We heard we heard Biden go on about how all these products are getting smaller and he wants it to stop. Uh, America's mother-in-law, Elizabeth Warren, going on about the same thing. Let, let me play you a clip of uh, Elizabeth Warren actually whining about shrinkflation. Uh, cut number 11, Matt. You ever go for the last chip in the Dorito bag and suddenly say, whoa, there should have been more chips in here. You would be right. From Doritos to Oreos to even toilet paper. These big corporations are shrinking how much they give us. But they're charging the same amount or sometimes even more. It's called shrinkflation. Corporate executives thought we wouldn't notice, but they're wrong. We noticed. Now, the corporations come back crying, oh, it's all because of inflation. Really? Then explain this. How is it that corporate profits have increased by 75%? Over the past. Few All right. Years. You get the point. So is it is it really now corporate greed, EJ and Tony, that they're just trying to screw with all of us because they want us to have less Doritos? You know, Rich, I, I hope that one day you and I can both tell our grandkids that we were alive back in January of 2021 when corporations first became greedy because they were never greedy before then. <laughs> I mean, this, this whole thing just doesn't even pass the smell test. What? What? So corporations, when they had a president who was allegedly, you know, uh, in their favor, that that's when they chose not to raise prices. And now they are raising prices. You know, and she cites corporate profits. My goodness, give me a break here. Corporate profits the last six quarters are actually down once you adjust for inflation. The idea that, that they are somehow rolling in it, please explain to me why they're all announcing layoffs the last several months then. It makes absolutely no sense. If, if you look at the producer price index and you compare that to the consumer price index that just came out today, Rich, what you find is that under Biden, those indexes have more or less moved in lockstep. They are up 
on average, both about 20%. And so that means that these these corporations, so-called greedy corporations, are literally just passing their cost increases on to consumers, which is, get ready for this, the way business has always worked. Yeah, and that's the thing, though. It's uh, it's deflection. They they they're trying now to make the corporations the bad guy. They want you to be angry at them versus angry at the the financial policies of this administration. But the spending of this administration has is what led to inflation. I mean, that's what's happened here. And the other point too, which I want to I want to make this point. I think it's important is that. All of politics is always a game. You know, look over here. Don't look over here. Look at the shiny object. Biden's trying to channel this kind of populist anger that is, that is brewing out there, but but he's deflecting it in the wrong way. People don't go into the grocery store and really think the grocery store is trying to screw them. They get it. They understand what's happening. And the reason why they understand that is because we're smart enough to understand competition. If it was just a, a strategy here by all these stores to just completely rob you blind and they didn't have to have prices the way they were, then somebody would undercut them and you would wind up buying all of their products at their store or you'd buy their stuff that has more chips in it that's how the free market works if it really was this big conspiracy where corporations are just trying to screw you then somebody's going to turn around and say we can still make money by giving you more doritos or we can still make money by charging less prices so let's do it and then we'll get all that business am i wrong about that no rich this this would have to be the conspiracy of conspiracies because you would need not only uh, every ch- uh, potato chip manufacturer, let's say, to be colluding and setting prices, but also all the toilet paper manufacturers to be colluding and setting prices, and so on and so on. Go down every every product and service you can think of. So are you telling me that someone is coordinating uh, all of the coordinators to, to create this grand collusion scheme to hose the American consumer? Or, gee, maybe it's the one thing that's in common among all all of those items and all of those services, which is how they're priced, the dollar that has lost value. Maybe that's it. Occam's razor here. It's not that complicated. Yeah, it's not that complicated, EJ and Tony. And the other thing, too, is that uh, when we, we think about the future of, of America and we think about you know what, what's going to happen in terms of, of costs and inflation, inflationary costs and everything else, you bring up rents and housing. We still there's still a, a lack of inventory in the housing market. Number one, number two, families that are trying to plan, for example, for say college, as they're trying to adjust for what they have to save for their kids. I mean, my God, if you've got we, we have a three year old and thinking about what the cost of college is going to be by the time she gets there, for example, and then we're supposed to put more money aside. You know, this is what our, our financial guy tells us, you know, put more money aside so you can save for college because you're going to have to because of what the price is going to be one day. Well, guess what? We don't have it. We don't have the money to put aside. This is the problem, too, is that everybody is dealing with these price increases and you, you put it very, very well. It's not just simply price increases. We are down. Our wages, since they have not kept up accordingly, we're all poorer than when we started here. We have less money. We have less disposable income. We have less money to save than we ever have before. All of these factors have to be taken in, not just simply the cost of what a dozen eggs is, but the fact that for all the things we have to save for, retirement, for college, for healthcare costs, for longevity, for all the other things, we don't have the extra cash to do it because we're all poorer than when we started with this guy as president. 
Exactly, Rich. And, and I'm so glad you brought up retirement because this is one of the things that has really crushed retirees who are typically on a fixed income. And if they do get any kind of inflation adjustments, they're always delayed. In other words, just because prices go up today in January, in February, does not mean that you're going to get a a higher income today. It's not until next year, next January, that you're actually going to see, let's say, your your Social Security check increase, or if you have a a defined benefit plan from a, a pension, that that will increase. So there's always a delay. And, and on top of that, people who were hoping to retire are now finding out they can't because although the stock market has done fairly well recently, bonds have gotten absolutely destroyed. And even those who had money in the market, once you adjust for inflation, it turns out it's actually not doing that well. And you need way more to retire today because the cost of living has gone up so much. So, you know, people who, for example, were, were thinking, okay, I need a million dollars, let's say, for, for my retirement in my IRA, they're now having to reevaluate that and saying, gosh, I really need about $1.3 million. Where on earth are you going to get an extra three hundred grand? <laughs> wow. Uh, always a pleasure, my friend. You, you, uh, you bring the facts. You bring the thunder. We appreciate it. Dr. E.J. Antoni from the Heritage Foundation. Have a great day, buddy. You too, Rich. The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And by the way, the economy is the big story of the hour, and that is brought to you by my buddy Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Go see him for a great smile, and it's not going to cost you a million bucks, but you will have that million-dollar smile. VenariaDental.com, VenariaDental.com. He's obsessed with care, not cost. Uh, all right, we got a lot more to talk about throughout the show today, including, by the way, the latest on all of the impeachment against Alabama. Alejandro Mayorkas. The Republicans are going to try again today, and Steve Scalise is back. So they probably will have the votes to impeach the Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, which is a good, good thing, a deserved thing. He deserves it. So we'll talk about that as well as the show progresses. But listen, you know, we have our Travis Mannion Foundation Radiothon coming up in March. I'm so excited for this. It's one of my favorite days of the year to raise money for this incredible, incredible organization that does so much for our veterans. And one of the people that stepped up, one of the groups that steps up every year to help us are our friends at McCausland Lock Service. For over 100 years, McCausland Lock Service has been the family business that's there for you when you need them. Now, if you have a key fob that's missing or it's been replaced or you need it to be replaced or it's broken, uh, original factory remotes, all those things, McCausland Lock Service can help you while you wait. They're the experts you need to repair, replace, reprogram original factory remotes, transponder keys, chip keys, and more. In addition to major makes, they will also help you with various BMW, Mercedes, Volkswagen, and Audi vehicles as well. They can help you while you wait, and the best part is they charge up to 50% below what you'd pay at a dealer. They are a full-service locksmith and available for whatever you need, and they are dedicated to delivering superior customer service. So call my friends at McCausland Lock Service today at 610-430-1500. Ask to talk to Tom or Chrissy about how they can help you. That's 610-430-1500. Or visit them. They're conveniently located on Route 420 in Prospect Park, PA. McCausland Lock Service. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Take the Tide Pods and run. Welcome back. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Uh, They're going to look to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas later. 
the Republicans uh, booted out George Santos, you know, and now they're having a special election to fill the seat. And I'll tell you, if um, the Democrat wins that election, only Republicans, they have themselves to blame for their stupidity. Because you notice Democrats don't pull this crap, and Republicans do. Now, if George Santos had been in the House last time, they would have been able to impeach Mayorkas last time. It's very, very close now. Obviously, if a Democrat wins a seat today, it's going to be very problematic for the Republicans. Very problematic because every single vote counts. And again, whether or not George Santos is a liar, whether or not George Santos exaggerates things, whether or not he was never convicted of a crime. And whether or not you like George Santos, whether or not you think he's, he's a complete BS artist, whatever it is, he wasn't convicted of anything. And so the voters made a choice with this guy, and the voters could have made another choice with him when he was up for re-election. There was no reason to boot him out of the House other than some Republicans like to show how they can reach across the aisle. I don't know why. Democrats never do. Democrats never do. They hold firm on these things, and they and they rally together because they get it. They 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 know they need the votes. That's why Bob Menendez is not going anywhere. Bob Menendez is going to be a senator until his term ends. That guy has been accused of stuff way worse than George Santos. I mean, he's be, being accused of selling out the United States of America to two of our adversaries, Egypt and Qatar. Now you can say that they are allies, but I don't really. I, I think that we play games. They play games with us, and we know that. Bob Menendez is accused of selling out the United States to both of those two countries, and he's not going anywhere. He's still on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. He's still getting classified briefings that may even involve those countries. Democrats are never going to boot him out. I mean, credit to John Fetterperson's body double for saying that they should, but they're never going to. And, and that, again, shows you everything you need to know about why the Republicans sometimes are so politically stupid. Now, Joe Biden has got some major problems and what we're learning more about Tony Bobolinsky and putting Joe Biden at the center of this influence peddling scheme, it's not good. I'll share some thoughts with you on that in the five o'clock hour as we have 30 minutes of nonstop talk. I'm also going to get into some more details on shrinkflation for you because a lot of this has to do with um, uh, lawyers. I mean, really trial lawyers who, who go after and try to do class action lawsuits on products. And there is a ingredient that nobody talks about that's in these potato chip bags and Doritos bags that I will share with you. And no, it's not bad for you, but they never bring that up when they talk about how those bags are so puffy. We'll get into that with you as well as the show goes on. The, the president is not going to take a cognitive test during his uh, upcoming physical exam. White House press briefing with the White House fembot Karine Jean-Pierre today was asked a question. Cut number five. Any updates on when the president's physical might be taking place? So he will have a physical uh, when we uh, when we have uh, information on that. So obviously, we will uh, certainly share that with all of you. It will be transparent. There will be a uh, a, a comprehensive uh, report as we have done the last two years. Just don't have a just don't have a timeline for you. Do you, do you plan on the press getting a heads up before the physical happens, or will we find out once it has taken place? We're going to do it the way that we've done it the last two years. It's not going to be.
be anything different. So the way that we've approached this the last two years will be the same way that we do this uh, and, this year, this third does, year. Does the White House think that the the idea of the president taking a cognition test, a cognitive test, as a part of this uh, physical is a legitimate idea, particularly just on the heels of the special counsel report, more polling, as my colleague Selena just mentioned, showing that many American people have concerns about that? Look, I got this question last week as well, and I'm just going to say what the what uh, Dr. O'Connor. It's kind of a uh, what he said to me about a year ago uh, when the report came out last year, uh, obviously on his physical, uh, which is the president proves every day how he operates, how he thinks, right? But by dealing with world leaders, by making really difficult decisions on behalf of the, the American people, whether it's domestic, whether it's national security. And so he shows it every day on how he thinks, how he operates. Uh, and so that is how uh, that is how the Dr. O'Connor sees it, and that's how I'm going to leave it. What do you think about the idea of taking that kind of a test? I mean, look... Uh, and I talked about this last week, too, on, on I believe, okay, on so Friday. There, there you go. There it's not it's not going to happen. Um, let's understand something here. Biden deals with world leaders, including dead ones every day, every day, dead ones. He he named the dead French prime minister and the dead president of Germany, or maybe I have those reversed. But either way, they're both dead. So, yeah, he deals with dead world leaders every day. You can just watch him. And don't forget what the special counsel's report said about Biden's memory. But, of course, that, I think, is just a giant cover-up for Biden's corruption. And they are now, the media is turning to all these brain experts now, trying to run cover for Biden's cognitive, you know, decline. And that's what they've been doing. They've been bringing on experts to come on, like uh, the New York Times, for example. A neuroscientist tells readers, quote, many of the special counsel's observations about Mr. Biden's memory seem to fall in the category of forgetting, meaning that they are more indicative of a problem with finding the right information from memory than actual forgetting. Huh? The heck does that even mean? They dug up uh, this neurologist, this professor of neuroscience, Dr. Sharon Raganath who said public perception of a person's cognitive state is often determined by superficial factors such as physical presence, confidence, and verbal fluency, but these aren't necessarily relevant to one's capacity to make consequential decisions about the fate of this country. Memory is surely relevant, but other characteristics such as knowledge of the relevant facts and emotion regulation, both of which are relatively preserved and might even improve with age, are likely to be of equal or greater importance. What, huh? First of all, if you want to talk about emotional stability, Biden whispers and yells all the time. They had a writer at the New Republic who claimed that any news organization that puts Biden's memory in the headlines of its reporting on the special counsel's report is actively rewarding her's bad faith and giving the Trump campaign what they want when the bad faith and the Trump campaign's glee over it should be the story. Former CNN White House correspondent John Harwood said hers report was similar to FBI Director James Comey's handling of Hillary Clinton's email scandal. Her did his version of Comey's I have no case but need to slap him around a little bit routine. As for Biden's mental fitness, I talked to him one-on-one at the White House 10 days before her did. And Harwood claims in a video that um, Biden was doing just great. Just great. Mexico for Egypt means nothing, but the GOP political apparatus is a bad faith enterprise and mainstream press has been knocked silly by financial political pressure. And it goes on and on. Jeffrey Tubin, even Jeffrey Tubin pulled off an excuse for Joe Biden. <laughs> 
he went on CNN to criticize her for making unnecessary points about Biden's age. And what? He was stroking Biden's ego when he was doing it. What? He said part of this report was an outrage. It was a disgrace. I mean, the idea that they would he would make such a big point of Biden being elderly is not something a prosecutor needed to do, Tubin said, in a very, very hands-on defense of Joe Biden's memory. <laughs> That's disgusting. What? Just the article. I I just have a... That's all. I just have an article. I don't know what, you, what, what you're saying. <laughs> Jeffrey Tubin whipped out some facts to try to justify <laughs> Biden's cognitive state. Uh, all right. We, uh, let me stop before I get in real trouble here. Uh, 30 minutes of nonstop talk straight ahead for you. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.